everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Bitch Breathe. I'm so excited you're here with me. This is my ninth episode already. I can't believe how quickly it's going. And I'm continuing to get, in, to get so much uh, feedback from you, so many encouraging um, messages. And it's just been really, really fun to share this journey thus far with you. So Today, I want to talk about one of my very famous, uh, famous because I talk about it so much, but actually it's one of my favorite subjects, which is PMS. And I remember way, way back, I used to be a huge fan of the show The Nanny with Fran Drescher. And I remember once she said in one of the episodes that the P, which technically stands for pre, pre-menstrual symptom or syndrome, actually. She used to say to one of the girls or one of the children in the episode, um, the P stands for pre, present and post. <laughs> and I always thought, yeah, that's exactly right, that we feel uh, sometimes we could just have this mood all month, but at this time, right before our periods, it comes in a very, very um, present and poignant way. And there's another quote I want to share with you uh, by Roseanne Barr. I realize she's more of a controversial figure these days, but I like that she once said that the time of PMS was the only time she felt she could truly be herself. So there you go to whatever you think about them, but very sort of um, special and interesting women on this very special and interesting time, the pre-menstrual time. So why do I want to talk about this? Not just because many, many of us are affected by it, and not because of the myriad of symptoms. I mean, we all know them, right? The bloating, the bad mood, you know, sometimes your boobs hurt really badly, um, you're feeling a little out of control of your emotions and the environment, and everything just seems super, super challenging. And I've often gone back to this one book. I will return to it later because I actually want to recommend it to you. It's called Period Power. But what I liked in there is that she said, see, the thing is, the first two weeks, you are just brimming with oxytocin, which you may or may not know is a, a very friendly hormone. It's what's released when you're breastfeeding your child. And it's very, very high in those first two weeks or uh, that episode of your cycle. And it means that you want to be close to people. The body is encouraging you to be friendly and to be cuddly because it's trying to get you pregnant. So you sort of gloss over all the stuff that's not working so well, not just in your romantic relationship, but maybe also at work or with girlfriends. And you're really, you know, you're kind of a friendly gal until the oxytocin drops. And then I think it's the progesterone that starts to go up. And there's a bunch of other um, dynamics and hormones. I'm, I'm no specialist there. But all of these are no longer encouraging you to be that nice lady. Now, anything that was glossed over during that first part of the month is going to come to the surface. And that's when we arrive at PMS, one of the most challenging times that we can ever have just in a regular uh, time, let alone when we're maybe not doing so well or when there's other stuff going on like the the pandemic right now, it can really be exacerbated. It can be all over the place, um, not regular at all. There's so much that can happen there. And today I want to share with you some tools how we can maneuver 
this mm, rocky or, or tempestuous sea uh, <laughs> in this time. So tool number one, very simple, recognize it's that time. So for me, for many, many years, I didn't monitor my cycle. I wasn't using birth control in a natural way, meaning measuring my temperature and looking at it. So sometimes it would hit me as a total surprise. I didn't realize that it was that time of the month until I felt super impatient with everybody. And why is everybody being such an a-hole? <laughs> and it was only after a while that um, I realized, oh, my God, maybe I should check my calendar. Um, I'm feeling a little iffy over here. And sure enough, nine times out of 10, maybe more, it was that time of the month. And I just hadn't realized. And that's why my patience was very, very thin. So just monitoring the cycle a little bit. You don't have to measure your temperature every day, although I do that a lot just because it helps me to also know when am I ovulating? Um, when is there a fertile window? Stuff like that. It's just interesting to me. I was a sort of a little scientific nerd about it for a while there. So tool number one, recognize it's that time. Tool number two, go through your calendar now and see if there's anything at all that you can cancel. If you are going through a moody time, obviously all of this is only if you're doing badly with the PMS. If you're totally fine with it, then um, do whatever you want. But otherwise, go through your calendar. Is there anything that is going to look like a challenge? Are there negotiations, maybe even a contract, maybe a difficult conversation with a family member or a coworker, whatever it is, and see, is this the right time to have that conversation or make that decision? This can always be a very indecisive time for me, for example, where I'm just not so sure how to decide things, even simple things sometimes. So really looking at what it is I really need to do in this time and where can I step back and not get involved in a situation that has the potential to blow up in my face or somebody else's, if you will. Rule number three, to tell or not to tell. So I've done both. Yeah, I've told people, listen, I'm PMSing. I really I have no I have no strength and no um, courage even and no patience for this right now. And other times I haven't told them and just tried to sort of pull myself together. Now, depending who it was, that usually determined if I should tell a person or not. If I told uh, one of my longtime partners, for example, <laughs> sorry, I'm just remembering now, he would be on the... <laughs> He would be on the verge of wanting to move out. Once a month, he'd be like, okay, I'm out of here. And um, I don't blame him. It was a really, really challenging time sometimes. Things that I normally would be like, sure, sweetheart, I'll take care of that. I'd be like, uh, I'm sorry, have we met? <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you asking of me? And I'd be super impatient and not want to sort of cooperate with him. So he would always be like, oh, I think I'm out of here. And I always thought that was um, funny after the PMS was over. While it was going on, I felt like he was not being very understanding. So that's the rule number three. Decide whom you want to tell, whom you want to warn, if you will. And then go ahead and either say it and then everybody can be prepared. That's not a bad thing because then you can retreat a little bit. Or don't say it 
Um, if you're feeling like you might be reduced to what also happened to me sometimes, this hormonal mess, oh, she's going to get her period. Clearly, she's not going to be sane. Now, while that can, for moments, for moments, look that way, that I've really lost my shit, um, I don't like this idea that people... Um, mostly of the male persuasion, to be honest, um, get this whole sort of d d get to discount me, get to discredit me even because this is what's going on. Yes, I lack patience. Yes, I'm not going to tolerate your bullshit for a whole lot of time, but that doesn't make me a mess. Maybe, and this is where I think some of the superpower lies, maybe I'm just seeing things for what they really are and I'm letting you know that I do. Yeah. So that was rule number three. Rule number four, you're bleeding, sit the hell down. So this is one of the things um, that comes a little later. You're not yet bleeding if you're in PMS, maybe. But I've often noticed that the PMS would carry into the time when I'm bleeding for a good two days sometimes before I really felt like, okay, I think the hormones are lowering again and I'm going to be okay. So if you are like me and this happens while you've already begun to bleed or maybe it takes a while for your period to set in fully, that's another criterion, then just sit down. In fact, sit down even when you haven't started bleeding, but really look at the idea of taking a break. I mean, think about that. Whatever the male or male-identified species does all month, for one week of that month, you do while you're bleeding. I saw that somewhere, that quote, and I thought that was brilliant. You know, not to make a bigger deal of what it is, um, because if you've had it for a few years, you've got your routine going, maybe you're not even so much bothered um, by this whole idea of, of raging before and maybe a little bit during the bleeding. But if you, like me, get a little tired and um, feel a little weakened, then it's just good to pull back and um, really take a time out, evaluate, look what's going on, what is it you need to examine in your life, and what is it you're over analyzing actually, and that you might need to just let go. And this is your time to do so. So sit down, take stock and be really, truly good to yourself. Tool number five. I love this tool <laughs> because it's so much easier during this time of the month. Explore the mystical. So I am a yoga teacher, yes, and I do believe I have some sort of a spiritual practice, but spirituality doesn't actually always come easy to me. I find that a lot of times it challenges me when people start talking about angels or witches, which I love the stories, don't get me wrong, but as soon as the whole idea of believing in angels and like all these other, you know, celestial beings, when that happens, I'm like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> Sounds nice. I'm happy it works for you. But uh, I don't know if any angel has knocked on my door. Clearly, I'm not hearing it. So if um, you're into this or not, it doesn't matter. But during this time, for some reason, I really dig into it. This is when I read all the fun books about witching spells, about um, mystical women or goddesses. I love stories at this time. I love exploring things that can't technically be described or, or explained in a scientific way. And I love exploring 
anything to do with femininity and the female and the goddess. That is just such a special time right now for me where it's easy. I can tell because my literature choices start to switch. I normally love to read um, several different genres, but this is the time when I step away from sort of the more scientific and um, sober books, if you will, and really get into storytelling and the history of, of goddesses and all that stuff. And there's so, so much to explore. This is even a time when I love to do my little tarot set and just, you know, read some of the cards. And it's just a really, really fun time. And if you have that one friend or more, I have one too, who are really into this, definitely call them because you can have a lovely little witching hour together, maybe. So that was rule number five, exploring the mystical. Rule number six. This one is for when the rage hits. Okay, so um, I have had incredible rage during this time. I've had incredible rage during any time of the month, but this time of the month, there's no filter. Think of this time, if you are a little bit like me, as a time when there's absolutely zero ozone layer. There's no ozone layer for you, and there's certainly no ozone layer for your environment, right? Everybody is annoying, and people don't seem to understand me. They don't know what I'm going through. They don't understand how many women I am, you know. I'm every woman, <laughs> that sort of feeling. And I feel like no one understands me. I'm isolated. And apart from that, I'm really pissed off. So what do you do when you feel like you cannot control this rage, which I'm going to tell you I often could not, it seemed. And I love what Eckhart Tolle, I think he said it in one of his um, episodes that he shared with Oprah Winfrey, where he says that the PMS, and he often talks about pain body, I love his language anyway, and you, I'm sure you, you also know his books, but he talks about the collective pain body uh, in terms of PMS. And I like that idea because I often also feel like this isn't just my rage. This is just my rage as a species, historically, and um, uh, as, as a community, if you will. And that's why sometimes it feels so out of control and uncontrollable. So what do you do when this rage hits? And for me, it's always been helpful. Um, I can't really sit down at that time because I'm too agitated. My body is on, on full, you know, boiling point at this, at this stage. So I need to get physical in some sort of a way. I might do, and this can really vary, I might do a rather vigorous yoga practice or I might not at all. I might just have to sit my ass down on a mat and do some yin yoga and stay there until it's moved through the system. So whatever you feel and go not by your ambition, but by what you're physically being shown by your body. Because sometimes I'm like, I'm so angry. I'm just going to like vigorously go through the yoga practice and then I'd actually hurt myself. So we really don't want to harm ourselves during this time and certainly not other people. So think of self-loving, I want to say, self-loving ways to move this rage through the body. If you've listened to any of my previous episodes, you know I love to dance. So for me, I put that favorite record on and I dance and I sway my hips because I don't know if it's the same for you, but I'm very 
much more limber during this time and I feel more female and my hips just sway in a whole different way. So dancing, if running is your thing, go for that. But whatever you do, the way for me to switch the energy around in the body was to use the body to do so. It's a vehicle. It knows what you need. So go ahead, get behind the wheel of that vehicle and ride. Just ride this dragon until you've battled the beast down. It might not last for long and another rave, uh, <laughs> rave, another wave will come. But just know that you can go back to your body over and over again and it will show you with the breath, with the physicality, what it is it's requiring from you at this time. So that was rule number six for when the rage hits. Rule number seven, I find this one super important because I didn't always adhere, at it, um, adhere to it for a very, very long time. And that was, maybe this is good, no, actually this is probably good advice at any time, have sex only if you want to, right? So I've had partners who didn't mind that I was, um, you know, raging or didn't mind even when I actually the bleeding had set in. Um, and then I've had partners who reacted very differently and really didn't want much to do with me in this time. But whichever it is, that is no concern to us. And what is in concern for us is do we want to have sex right now or do we feel like pulling back? And even though it's highly controversial in some traditions, um, they actually, it's anchored in the tradition that you don't have sex with your partner at this time. And a lot of us feel that there's a suppressive aspect to it. I don't know enough about it to be able to judge. I do know that I want to make that decision myself, but I do like the idea, maybe, of pausing. Pausing the sex, the physicality with my partner to really be with myself. And that doesn't mean I don't have any sexuality with myself at that time. That's a whole nother issue I would love to talk about in another episode. Um, but just to really pull back, this is your time. This is absolutely, and insist on it, your time, your body's time to retreat, your body's time to look in. And this time of retreating is so important because you've probably noticed already, this is a great time of wisdom. This is uh, insight time. Like you can really start to see things where you're like, my God, where was I all month or my whole life? Like, how did I not notice this about myself before? I will notice so much more because I'm fine tuned. I'm like the seismographic power. Suddenly, I can sense other people's things a lot better. But mostly, I've become an expert at understanding what's going on with me. So use this time to pull back physically, maybe if you want to, and be with your own physical side, really noticing what's going on. So that was rule number seven, have sex only if you want to. Rule number eight, call your girlfriends or people who get it. So it's understandable if you're male or male identified, you don't know what the hell is happening with your woman right now, right? She just seems like this really big mess. She looks indecisive. She looks like she can't tidy up her life. Um, she's unpredictable, um, emotional. Maybe if you're like me, 
it takes the drop of a hat for me to start crying during this time. And I don't know why or not always, but I just know that tears feel really, really good and they cleanse me. And we know now that tears and crying, they are a way of detoxing. So if your environment doesn't look like they get what you're doing, for crying out loud, call a girlfriend, call your mom, whoever it is you have a strong female bond with, and tell them how you're feeling because they will know you don't even have to finish that sentence and they will know. And how beautiful is it when you call someone and you are just out there with your mood and they already know. They already know. So call those women and girls in your life and tell them just how unfair the world is right now and how much you're struggling and be held, be carried, be hugged by them. Rule number eight, call your girlfriends. And the last one, rule number nine, this is the book recommendation that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, and it's called If you haven't read it already, I'm begging you. It's my Bible. I go to it every month. It's called Period Power by Maisie Hill. I cannot tell. If you are a mother of a daughter, I'm begging you, get this book for your daughter. Get it for your nieces. Get it for all the young girls in your life. And then also get it for the women in your life. My life, my whole biography I think, would have been so different if I had had this book when I was a young woman. It explains so much in such an understandable and traceable way that I sat there sometimes crying, mostly out of gratitude to finally arrive at this knowledge, but also grieving a little bit that this young woman in me did not have access to this knowledge. And let's face it, we still don't have enough female scientists, we still don't have enough funding for research on the female body, we still don't have nearly enough knowledge about 50% of the whole human population. But this book This book puts a serious tool in your hand to handle this time of your life that recurs over and over. And even if you don't have your period anymore, even if you don't have your womb anymore, even if you're not on this cycle that we all talk so much about, you can still trace that cycle with the moon. Uh, I think she mentions it in this book too, and I also thought that was really, really helpful because I have friends who no longer have this kind of cycle. So this book will really help you to monitor your cycle, to understand your body and your soul. And just in case you're wondering, it's not super woo-woo spiritual. She really deals with a lot of facts, Maisie Hill. But um, I mean, I'm not afraid of the spiritual aspect. But if that were something where you're like, oh, I don't know, this book definitely, this is just a concrete tool, a whole tool belt of how to conduct ourselves and to really understand and come to ourselves with, with radical self-love for this time. So that was my last tool, number nine, to go ahead and buy this book. And then I'll also pop it in the episode notes for you. 
All right. I could talk about this subject forever, but I like to um, keep it in a certain time so that you really have uh, um, some some tools to work with and, and we don't sort of feel overwhelmed by all this stuff. Please, please write to me. What it is What is it that works for you during this time? What maybe are some of the challenges that you have? You can find the email in the show notes. It's um, bitchbreathe at gmx.com. I would love to hear from you because I always love this exchange about the subject with the women in my life. Thank you for listening. Stay well. Stay well.